Thanks for clicking on the KRMG In-Depth podcast. I'm Russell Mills. By nearly any measure, Oklahoma has one of the most secure voting systems in the country, heck, probably in the world. But in a year of pandemic and political turmoil, people have questions. A lot of folks have never voted by mail, and the numbers are up, way up, as you'll hear in a few moments. Others have concern about fraud or, or hacking or tampering with ballots. So I wanted some answers to some of those questions. And I spoke with a man who is in a position to know. He is the secretary of the election board of the state of Oklahoma. His name is Paul Zirix. Here's the entire conversation as recorded on Thursday, October 1st, just weeks ahead of the general elections. with Paul Zirix and am I saying your name right because it's spelled with that extra I yeah it's it's Zirix that's you 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 nailed it nailed it well I had spoken to you before and and, you know mind like a steel trap but uh Paul (laughs) um I appreciate you spending the time I know you're a busy guy and this year more so than most years probably Uh, you are the uh, secretary of the election board of the state of Oklahoma um is that an elected position or appointed position uh, under state law, since uh, the the early 1900s, about 1911, I believe, that it's been a, a two-pronged uh, post. It's the Secretary of the Senate and the Secretary of the State Election Board. And so I'm actually an elected officer of the Senate and of the state legislature, uh, not elected by the people. I'm elected by senators, uh, and it's a two-year term. But that's been the case in Oklahoma for well over 100 years. And I'm going to say you've been there for a while. Uh, I have been Secretary of the State Election Board and Secretary of the State Senate since January of 2009. So, pretty good tenure. Um, In those 11 years or so, have you ever seen anything like this? Uh, kind of you know, a... we, we well we have you know we have some staff uh, who have been with the election board here at the state or or perhaps at the county level for for several decades and and nobody remembers uh, anything quite like 2020. Amen. And I you know, I don't care what business you're in. <laughs> Not sure any of us have ever seen anything like 2020. So obviously elections are really on people's minds these days, specifically security, you know, election security. Are we going to get hacked by the Russians? Are are my mail-in ballots actually going to get there in time? You know, when do I have to have them postmarked? Um, How long is it going to take to count? There's so much to unpack here, but why don't, why don't we start with, Oklahoma has a system of absentee voting um, by mail and has had for many years. Um, Can you talk to me a little bit about how that system works and any issues that you're seeing? Because I think the biggest issue generally is people not properly filling out, signing the affidavit and getting the thing in the right envelope. Well, I, I want to start by giving a shout out to our county election board uh, officials and workers across the state, because I can tell you in places uh, like Tulsa County at the Tulsa County Election Board, they are working seven days a week, 12 hours a day to make sure that they are able to process the absentee ballot requests, uh, the returned absentee ballots and voter registration. So, uh, you know, the average person I don't think realizes how much work goes into conducting an election. Uh, it, there, there's a whole lot that goes on before Election Day. And so uh, just a big thank you to the election workers out there, because uh, a whole bunch of them are burning the candle at both ends. But, uh, you know, there are three ways to vote 
in Oklahoma. You can vote on Election Day, which is the traditional way, and and Oklahomans traditionally have, have preferred to vote on Election Day, even, even as we've seen some growth uh, in the in-person absentee, also known as early voting, uh, and as we've seen growth over the years in mail absentee voting, uh, the, the vast majority of Oklahomans uh, have still cast their ballots on Election Day. And even in 2020, that has been the case. If you look at uh, uh, the elections back uh, in August for the, for the runoff and municipal elections, uh, and if you look uh, back at the June primary, you still had you know, 75, 80 percent or more of voters uh, casting their ballots on Election Day. Now, we've seen a, a big growth uh, in mail absentee voting in particular, and, and that was the case in June. It was the case in August. And already for the general election, uh, as of this recording, uh, there are more than 260,000 uh, requests statewide for absentee ballots in the state of Oklahoma, and that is uh, well more than double uh, the previous record of requests, which was set uh, in 2018 for the general election. Not surprising, uh, I don't think, you know, given what's going on. And, and I know that in some states the election boards are not allowed to even open those envelopes or touch them, really, uh, stack them up in the corner until Election Day. Um, I don't think that's the case in Oklahoma. Well, it, it was the case in Oklahoma until after the 2012 elections and the, the legislature came in and tweaked the laws that, so that uh, if a county election board has a large volume of absentee ballots, uh, if they have the permission of the state election board secretary, they can begin processing those uh, before election day. So you have county election boards all across the state that have been meeting to uh, review affidavits, uh, determine which one should be counted, and going ahead and scanning those ballots. Now, keep in mind there's a difference between scanning the ballot and actually tabulating or counting the votes. Uh, that, that information is not known until after the polls close on election day. But uh, it, county election boards, uh, the board members themselves and the secretaries are having meetings as we speak uh, so that they can review the absentee ballots uh, as they're being returned. And uh, in, in the larger counties, especially like Tulsa, Oklahoma, Cleveland counties, uh, they're having, you know, in some cases, daily meetings to make sure they're keeping up with the numbers of absentee ballots are being returned. But, but the change in law that the legislature made uh, has really helped because it will make sure that county election boards can kind of stay ahead of the game. But uh, I, you know, I, I will say this, with the volume that we're seeing, uh, it is it is very possible, uh, as you know, uh, Oklahoma. You know, typically most counties have their absentee uh, votes, uh, you know, uploaded in the system. Uh, you know, not long after the polls close on election day. I would guess it'll be, especially in some counties, maybe later in the evening or or even into the wee hours if they have a number of late arriving uh, absentee ballots. And of course, absentee ballots. If you're voting by mail, uh, there there are two ways to return those if it's a standard absentee ballot, the kind with the, the yellow uh, envelope. If you requested that one, that's the one that doesn't require an excuse. You can return it by hand during regular business hours to your county election board. Uh, they'll ask for your ID to make sure it's really you, uh, but you can do that up to the Monday prior to the election. If you're returning it by mail uh, or a private mail service, um, then it must be received by the time polls close on election day. But uh, you know, I, I want to say the, the U.S. Postal Service 
regardless of what you may uh, read going on maybe in other parts of the country. Here in Oklahoma, the, the county election board officials, the state election board office, and local USPS officials work very, very closely uh, to make sure that all of those absentee ballots that are in the possession of the Postal Service make it to uh, the county election board by the deadline. I, I know that in some of the elections earlier this year, uh, the county election board secretary, Gwen Freeman, in Tulsa County uh, told me that her local postal officials uh, actually allowed the county election board staff to make multiple special trips on election day to make sure that they get all of those uh, uh, that that are in the possession of the Postal Service. So that they're they're working really hard along with our county election board staff uh, to make sure that uh, that your absentee ballot uh, gets delivered and gets counted. Well, that's all good news. Now, I, I want to make sure I'm, I'm clear on this. The ballot, if mailed in, has to be received, not postmarked, by election day. Is that correct? That, that is correct. Uh, under Oklahoma law, and this has been the case for a long, long time, and, and there are other states with, with uh, many other states with exactly the same requirements, uh, it must be received by the county election board before, but by 7 p.m. on election day when the, when the polls close. So if you're mailing it back, it has to be received by 7 p.m. If you're hand-delivering it, and this is only allowed for the, for the no-excuse standard absentee ballot, uh, you can hand deliver that during regular business hours up until the day before the election. So the Monday before the election, you can take that into your county election board, show your ID, and deliver it in person. So if you wake up on Tuesday morning, election day, and go, oops, I forgot to drop that off at the election board, you, you just need to go to your precinct and vote. Yeah, if, if it's election day, and, and keep in mind, if you requested an absentee ballot and for whatever reason decided not to vote it, that's fine. Uh, it, there, there's an allowance in the law for this. You go to your polling place. Uh, they, w- they will know that you have requested an absentee ballot. They will ask you uh, if you submitted your absentee ballot. And if your answer is no, uh, then they will allow you to sign uh, an affidavit under penalty of perjury uh, that you did not vote and submit your absentee ballot. When you sign that, uh, they'll go ahead and issue your in-person uh, voting ballot at, sh- at your polling place. But I, I, I do want to caution people. Uh, the, the easiest kind of voter fraud to catch is double voting. So if, if you think you can get away with submitting a mail absentee ballot and showing up in person, uh, that's a felony. You're going to get caught and very likely going to get prosecuted. So don't do that. Is that a state or a federal charge or potentially could be both, I guess? Potentially both, but it's it's very explicit in in state law, and I know that's that, as I say that is the easiest form of fraud to, to catch. And uh, you know, I, I have said uh, to in other interviews, and I'll repeat it now: uh, only a moron would do it because it it really is the easiest kind of you know election crime to catch. So don't even try it. You know, I have to ask the question, and I think I know the answer. But you know, is has election fraud ever been uh, any kind of significant problem, or ever in any way swayed the outcome of an election in Oklahoma, to your knowledge? I, you know, I, I think Oklahoma, unfortunately, if you go back far enough, ha- has a, a, a pretty bad history of, of voter fraud, and I think what, some of the protections that are in place now, especially related to absentee voting are as a result of some of those. You've had major scandals, you know, going back to the 1950s in Wagner County. There was a big scandal in the 80s in northeast Oklahoma. Uh, There was was one uh, about 10 years ago in Adair County. And so uh, every time something like that happens, the legislature will come in and, you know, tighten things up and make sure that there are protections in place. But what, what I can say is with our with our current 
protections for absentee voting, it is very safe and secure. Uh, I'll give you some examples. We, we have a verification process in place for your affidavit. We, we can make sure that only the voter to whom the ballot is issued is the one uh, who is voting the ballot and signing the affidavit. That is done by notarization for, uh, for a standard absentee ballot. If it's a physically incapacitated or caretaker ballot, that's done by two witnesses. Uh, and of course, because of the pandemic, the legislature is allowing uh, voters to attach a current uh, ID, a copy of their current ID, uh, in lieu of getting the notarization or the witnesses. But just just remember, make sure it's the correct type of ID. The instructions spell that out when you get your absentee ballot. And make sure the expiration date on your ID is after the date of the election, because that's, that's part of the requirements uh, for voter ID in the law. So, so don't, don't, don't use your driver's license that's expiring uh, tomorrow uh, if the election day is in a month. You want to make sure that the expiration date is, is after uh, the, the date of the election. Uh, but, but there's a wide variety of IDs that you can attach. So if one is not valid, chances are you've got another one. Well, and, and you should have that little that little voter registration card that the, the election board kindly mailed to you that tells you where your precinct location is and all that kind of stuff. And uh, a copy of that will work because that's what I used. I, I, I told you earlier before we started recording, I had never voted, you know, mail in or absentee. And I so I, I did it because of what's going on right now. And it was it was not a difficult process. You just have to read the instructions and follow them. Um, so, you know, if you've got that little voter ID that you would present at the precinct, you can present that very same thing, but via photocopy and attach it to your, to your ballot and you're good to go. Right. That, that's, that's right. The free voter ID card. A lot of people choose to do that, but you can also use a, a photo ID that's issued by the state of Oklahoma or by the federal government or by a recognized tribal government. And as, as I say, if you're using the photo ID option, make sure that expiration date on that ID is after the date of the election to make sure your ballot gets counted. But uh, in, if all else fails, uh, go to the voter ID card. It's free and uh, and it doesn't expire. So use that if you need to. Exactly. All right. So, you know, hijinks and shenanigans internally aside, uh, some, some people are concerned about outside interference, about hacking of our voting systems or hacking our voting machines and that kind of stuff. Oklahoma's system, and, and uh, you mentioned our, our local um, county secretary, Gwen Freeman, earlier, she has at length talked about the, I won't say draconian because it's all for, for good purposes, but the really stringent security surrounding how a ballot gets you know, marked, stored, counted in the state of Oklahoma. Can you kind of walk us through that process real quick, Paul? You bet. And and there are a number of protections that are built into the system that we, you know, we don't necessarily talk about publicly, uh, but rest assured that there are, there are things that, that voters and, you know, people that might want to manipulate the system don't know about uh, that help us to detect things like that. But, uh, you know, when you're talking about election security, there are really three things you need to be concerned about. There, there's physical security, there's cyber security, and there is misinformation and disinformation. So those, those are three things you have to be concerned about. And, and cybersecurity uh, is very important. We, we already had a very secure system. We have worked 
though, with the State Cyber Command and and the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and some other uh, federal and state partners uh, to strengthen uh, and enhance the security for our for our Oklahoma voting system. Uh, we have a number of security protocols in place for, to maintain the physical security of equipment, ballots, those sorts of things. Um, and and it's 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 a group effort, but uh, but rest assured, we're doing everything that we can. Uh, to make sure that we're protecting uh, not just the cyber infrastructure, but also the physical infrastructure uh, of our of our voting system. And there's there's a couple of things that that I want listeners to to hear and understand. One, those those machines that scanner where you put your ballot in never touches the internet. Never touches the internet, so there's no way to hack that machine from, say, I don't know, a foreign country. We'll just we won't name any countries, but they can't touch that machine because it's not on the web. And the other thing is that Oklahoma, you know, you you use a little marker and you mark a box on a piece of cardboard and put it in that machine. That paper ballot still exists. If there has to be a recount, if it really comes down to it, there is a physical proof that you voted the way you that. You voted, correct? That, that's that's a great great point, Russell. The the fact that uh, Oklahoma uh, uses paper ballots and that we have a uniform voting system, meaning it's it's the same across the state, the same types of ballots, the same voting machines, uh, and the fact that each of these, even though it's a statewide voting system, each each county's system is siloed and separated from the others. So you know, getting into to one, for example, doesn't impact. Uh, the other 76, uh, but but we we have very very robust detection and and, uh, and and remediation methods to deal with situations like that. But but the paper ballot, if nothing else fails, we can always go back. Nobody ever wants to do that, especially in a presidential right. year. But if we had to, we could go hand count those ballots. And there ain't gonna be no hanging chads for those of you who remember that nightmare that we had in I, 2000. I do. Yeah, me too. I am, I remember it very clearly. Hey, this has been a great conversation. I, I really feel like I've, I've learned a lot. I think our listeners will. And, and Paul, I appreciate your time. Um, there's a lot to talk about, and I might have missed something. So I'll turn it over to you. Is there anything else that you'd like to point out, add, or discuss before we wrap up? Sure. Just in general, remember that the deadline to register to vote for the first time or to update your registration uh, for the general election is coming up on October 9th. Uh, my recommendation is that you go today to the State Election Board website, elections.ok.gov. Uh, right on the homepage, there's a link to what we call the OK Voter Portal. Click on that and confirm your voter registration. Make sure it's up to date because if you're already registered or think you are, but there's an issue, you've still got time to fix that before the general election. You can also use that OK Voter Portal uh, to, to complete an application online, print it, sign it, send it to your county election board. It's, it's, it's very easy. But the deadline to do that is October 9th. Uh, if you are thinking of voting by mail absentee, the deadline to request a, an absentee ballot is October 27th, uh, but I don't recommend waiting that long. I, uh, you know, the, the, the Postal Service recommends returning uh, your ballot, putting it in the mail, no later than a week before the election. So it, that's the same date as the deadline. So my recommendation is you know, be, uh, be proactive, take some responsibility, request that absentee ballot now. The county election board will get that to you very quickly. Uh, study your ballot, 
make an informed decision as you vote your ballot and then get it back in the mail as quickly as possible. Or if it's a standard absentee ballot, hand deliver it. But uh, don't wait till the last minute. Sure, you, you could, uh, but it's it's far better for you and election officials if you get that done ahead of time. That way you make sure it gets back in plenty of time and, and, and gets counted. But uh, it, again, I just want to stress, you know, when you're talking about absentee voting, we hear a lot about what's going on uh, across the country. There, there has been some controversy, but in Oklahoma, Oklahoma, with the protections we have in place, uh, we have the, 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 the absentee affidavit verification that I discussed. We have chain of custody laws that prevent other people from collecting or taking your absentee ballot where it could be tampered with or trashed. We've seen scandals as recently as 2018 in North Carolina and then I think even this year in a, in a couple of other states related to absentee ballot harvesting. You can't do that in Oklahoma. There are a number of other protections uh, around absentee voting and in-person voting, for that matter, that help protect elections. So you can, you can trust elections. You can trust that our voting system is accurate and secure. And the most important thing is uh, get registered to vote, study the issues and the candidates, and make your voice heard by voting. I heartily concur. And one more pro tip, folks. You get on that voter portal, you can check your precinct location because, you know, some some of the precincts, if you haven't voted in 2020, there's been there's been a couple moves. Some places were not available, could not open, or did not want to open. And in Tulsa County, I think we have almost this, the, the same number of precincts operating as we, as we normally would, precinct locations. But some of them have com- been combined. So double-check that before you head out on Election Day. Fair enough? Great advice. And you can get your sample ballot on the OK Voter Portal, too, and a lot of other services. Be sure to check it out. Absolutely. Great way to do your homework. Know what you're going to vote on before you vote. Um, Paul Zarex, uh, State of Oklahoma Election Board Secretary, thank you so much for your time. Very much appreciated. And thank Misha Formi for setting everything up. And hopefully we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Russell. Take care. Thank you, sir. Stay safe. Bye-bye. You've been listening to KRMG In-Depth, the podcast. I'm always looking for stories about the people, places, and politics of Oklahoma. I'm easy to find on Facebook, or you can always email me and the entire KRMG News team. The email address is news at krmg.com. I'm Russell Mills. Thanks for the listen. 